You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. The title of the message this morning is Suddenly I Could See. Suddenly. (laughs) Well, I must be right on. (laughs) Suddenly... I could see. I want to be sensitive today, and I want to be, and I've prayed, I want to be led by the Spirit of the Lord this morning. Many are blind, blind to the purpose of life. Most of us at one time was blind, but now we can see. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Remember, I'm speaking right now about blind to the purpose of life. There is a purpose for our life. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That expected end means a glorious conclusion does not mean you will be spared pain in your life. Does not mean you will be spared suffering or hardship, but God will see us through. Many are blind to the purpose of eternal life. I once was blind, but now I see. Many around us are blind to the promise of eternal life. In John chapter 10, verse 28, Jesus said, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never, somebody say never, perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I once was blind, but suddenly I got my sight. Suddenly, many are blind to the provider of life. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. In the natural realm, you would think you're my provider because of your tithes and your offering has raised my family and supported my family. But with all due respect, you are just a vessel that God used because God is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. Do you hear what I'm saying? Many in the world are blind to the provider of life. Philippians 4 and 19, but my God. Somebody say, my God. I hear Miss Mary all the time say, my God. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He said, all, somebody say all. All. Blinded to the provider. If you're new here, this is uh, something we don't speak a lot about and I'll not tarry there long. But in Malachi 3, 8 and 10, I believe there is many blinded by their provider. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation 
Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now here with saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. We can trust God always to provide our needs. Now there is a difference between our needs and our wants. Do you hear what I'm saying? The people of Malachi, the people of Malachi's day ignored God's command to give a tithe, which is a tenth of their income to his temple. And I would say it was because uh, they feared losing what they had worked so hard to gain. What they had done, they had misjudged God. They were blind, had no sight, had, no, had not the sight of God. In Luke 6 and 38, give and it shall be given unto you. The blessings God promises is not always material blessings. And it's not always to be experienced completely here on earth. Blind, but now I see. I'm not trying to shame anybody with this topic or any other topic because I can't shame you to change your mind. You've got to receive a revelation from God's word. Do you hear what I'm saying? We relate to the words of a was blind beggar. Now you can stand with me for the reading of the word. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I guess he's just now getting started. John chapter nine, we're speaking of the once was a blind beggar. I once was blind, but now I see. And even though I got these in the natural, the older I get, my sight's getting better in the spirit realm. Holy Spirit, help me today. In John 9 and 25, he answered and he said, this blind man speaking, he said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. I don't know if the Lord was a the one that touched me was a sinner or not? I don't know. He's saying to the religious elite, but there's one thing I know. I was blind and now I see. I don't know about anybody else in this room, but I was blind, could not see from heaven's perspective but I was touched and washed. And now I got the sight from heaven above. A better view than a bird's eye view is heaven's view. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You may be seated. Lord bless the reading of your word. He answered and said whether 
He be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. His story is our story. What Jesus physically did for this blind man, Jesus wants to do the same for us spiritually. Do you hear what I'm saying? He wants to give us sight in every area of our lives, in every choice, in every decision that you and I have to make in this difficult journey that we call life, the Lord wants to give us his sight. I love it. From heaven's viewpoint, our earth is populated by sightless people, blind people everywhere, blinded by pride, Blinded by success, blinded by education. Nothing wrong with education. We need education, we don't need indoctrination. Blinded by entertainment. Every time there's a major decision, the news wants to tell us what Hollywood thinks about it. I don't give a hoot what Hollywood thinks about it. I give a hoot what God Jehovah Almighty, creator of all. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Many are blinded. Matthew chapter 13, verse 13. Man, listen to this. Though seeing, they do not see. Though seeing, they do not see. We've got to see the way the Lord sees. It does not matter what my opinion is. It does not matter what your opinion is. The only thing that matters is the written word of God. Do you hear me? The written word of God. So, what I'm about to speak on for just a few moments was prepared a few days before the Supreme Court ruling on Friday. So don't think I'm targeting anything or anyone. Many do not see the meaning of life or the love of God because they are blinded, blinded spiritually. Many don't see the meaning of life and the value of life or the love of God. How else can we explain the confusion and the chaos that is in the world today? How else can we explain it? Other than people don't see the value and the meaning of life nor the love of God. How else do we explain the constant threat of war? How else do we explain that people don't value the life and the love of God? How else do we explain the holocaust of the unborn? 63 million since 1973 that's been documented. The holocaust of the unborn. People were blinded. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. We understand that. 
Blinded because Psalms 127 and three, children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Jeremiah one and five, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Taught through entertainment, taught through education, taught through success, and on and on and on. Taught from our parents. My parents are good people, but I gotta stand before God and not explain what mom and dad taught me, but explain what the B-I-B-L-E explained to me. I gotta be able to think on my own according to God's word. Do you hear what I'm saying? Proverbs 16 and 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way that seemeth right to man. Not one time in eternity can I imagine my God standing up off of his throne, leaning down over the balcony of heaven and applauding a baby being aborted. Not one time, not one time. Can I imagine all the saints in heaven? Oh, stop, let's applaud. Can't imagine that. See, not only do I take the word, but I'll tell you a little bit of common sense with it also. We'll protect an eagle. The whooping well. But not the unborn life. The Holocaust of the unborn. Are you buying what they're selling? Are you buying what they're selling? Blinded. Man, I'm in trouble this morning, ain't I? Blinded. And I'm gonna prove that where they're blinded from. Just, just, just let me preach what I, I feel like the Lord has laid, me to, laid on my heart to preach. For all this time, it's been man and woman. Now we got all these pronouns. No, 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 no. we ain't got them, they got them. I ain't got no pronouns. I ain't got no pronouns. Can't call a woman a woman. But now, since Friday, a woman's rights. You buying what they're selling? Gender identity. There's two genders. I'm a man, born a man, gonna die a man. Ain't real difficult. Blinded. I can identify. I can identify as skinny, but that don't make me skinny. That don't make me skinny. Think about this. In one generation, since my parents were small children to when I was a small child, we have faster airplanes, do we not? In that short period of time, we got smarter phones. I'm not real smart because I can't operate them. When I was a kid, we had the party line. I got on there and listened to my aunt. But yet we're killing each other with guns. 
We are killing each other with guns and killing ourselves with drugs. Why? Because we're blinded. Billions of people simply cannot see. The devil who rules this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe and many that do believe. People say to me, well, I'm a believer. Well, Satan is too. Satan is too. Get your Bibles. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. This explains it all. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I ain't trying to pat myself on the back, but we don't need no preachers with backbones and spines made out of cooked noodles. We need some men and women of God in the pulpit and in the pew that will stand up boldly and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The good news is open and revealed to everyone except those that refuse. John 10 and 10, the thief cometh only to steal and kill and destroy. He said, I have come that they may have what? Life and have it to the full. God is all about life. Satan is the God of this work, world and his work is to deceive people and to divide people and to cause confusion. I'm not here to divide nobody. I'm here with the gift of God and all God has called me to do is unwrap the gift and I pray that you get a fresh revelation today to look at things the way that God looks at things. My goodness, Satan is called to destroy, to deceive. The allure of money and power and pleasure blinds people to the light of Christ's gospel. How does Satan blind a person? By appealing to our flesh. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. We need Jesus to do for us uh, what he did for the man on the side of the Jerusalem road. In John 9 and 1, and Jesus passed by and he saw, Jesus saw a man which was blind from his birth. No one else saw him. Jesus was traveling with an entourage, but nobody saw him. The followers of Jesus may have observed the blind man in their sight. He may have entered the field of their vision, but they did not see him. Don't write nobody off. And I've been guilty. Very important, the disciples saw only a theological case study. 
Listen to what they said in John 9 and 2. And his disciples asked him saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents that he was born blind? A common belief in Jewish culture was the calamity or a suffering was the result of some great sin. They didn't see a human being. They saw a topic of discussion. Others had an income. This man begged for money. Others had reason to hope. He had reason to despair. But then something happened. Jesus saw him. And Jesus sees you this morning. You, 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 and me. You and I are not invisible. He sees us. He understands us. He knows when we're in pain. We are not overlooked. Jesus spots us on the side of the road and he takes the initiative, reaching out to help. Listen to John 9, three through six. And Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God should be made manifest in him. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of spittle and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Jesus came to be the light of the world. If man wishes to be delivered from the darkness, he must come to Christ. There is no other way. No other way. John 8 and 12, then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Spitting. Jesus spitting. Would not a prayer been appropriate? <laughs> A heavenly spit in the dirt. How come he couldn't have prayed? People that day believed, people that day believed spittle had some kind of curing qualities. We'd prefer that God would restore our sight with something more pleasant than mud in our eyes. Would you not? Could you imagine coming down here and I got a bucket of mud and you want me to pray for you? And I'll just scoop up a big old handful of mud that I just spit in and slap it on your eyes. You'd call board meeting. And I'd get to board. Often in our lives, listen to me. Often in our lives, Jesus initiates the miracle through mud moments, mud moments of layoff, mud moments of death, mud moments of hurt relations, mud moments of loneliness. But during those mud moments in your life, do not assume that you are left alone. 
There's a miracle in the mud. Do you hear what I'm saying? Actually, you are not alone, it is the opposite. In John one, Joshua 1 and 9, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. So here's what Jesus told the blind man. In John 9 and 7, and said unto him, go. This is where God began speaking to me last night. Go and wash in the pool of Shalom, which is by interpretation that word is sent. He went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. There was something twofold. The Bible said that Jesus took spit in the dust of the ground. He made mud and he anointed him. He touched him. But to touch wasn't the end. I've not heard this preached. I'm sure it has. I've not read it. Fresh man from above. While I'm driving with my wife last night, I said to her, Leanne, God is speaking to me right now. The touch was not enough. I was touched 38 years ago, but it wasn't enough. The touch brought the light, but I needed more than the light. I needed sight. John is making a a point here. The water of Salaam was sent from an underground spring, sent. John is making a subtle point because in his gospel of John, he recorded some 20 times sent by the Father. Sent. To see, we gotta go to our Salaam. The sent one of heaven, which is Jesus himself. I'm thankful for the touch. I'm thankful for your touch. But a touch is not enough. The touch will get you to heaven. But to have sight here on earth, to be able to walk in the spirit while you're here, you need washed. You need to hear me. This blind man, he groped his way down these flights of steps to this pool and he began to splice water on his face. And while he did, he began to see, his sight became clearer. Jesus touched him, but he told him to go wash. Ephesians 5 and 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. It is the word that will cleanse us. It is the word that will give you an eyesight, not from the entertainment world, not from the educational word, but the cleansing will come from the word of God and you will not be cleansed by any other way. Any other way. Any other way. Then I come out here this morning and they're singing about being washed. From one moment to the next he could see his sight began to get better. And as I walk through this life and as I'm continually washed by his word, my sight gets better. The question is often, often asked, what, what does a person need to know to become a follower of Christ? 
So the story provides the answer. The men, this man knew nothing, nothing about the virgin birth. He knew nothing about the Beatitudes. I could go on the cost of discipleship. He didn't know the cost of anything. He knew only one thing. There was this man called Jesus. And all I can tell you is he spit in the dirt and he touched me and he told me to go down to this pool and I went down there and I washed and before I couldn't see nothing but every time I threw a little bit of water it got clear all I can tell you is 38 years ago I couldn't see nothing about anything and I knelt down and he touched me and for 38 years he has been washing me by the word of God and now I can see clearly Isn't there a song? Isn't there a song, something about that? Now I can see clearly. Stand with me before I explode. He received sight, not because he deserved it, not because he earned it, and not because he found it. He received sight because he trusted and obeyed, for there's no other way. So I don't know what mentality you've carried in here about giving, I don't know where you stand about forgiving. I don't know where you stand on abortion. I don't know where you stand on gay rights and all these other things, but I'm gonna stand on the word of God. Amen. 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 And I don't hate nobody, don't send me no junk mail. But I didn't sign up for this job. I'm not a pastor that went looking for a paycheck. He called me and I will not stand before him. And he asked me why I did not preach uh, the true living gospel. He received sight because he trusted and obeyed the one who was sent to open the eyes of the blind. Isaiah 42 and seven says to open eyes that are blinded. I pray that our eyes are opened in every decision that we have to make. In every decision I can almost nail them down that I made wrong in my life. It was, I made a decision without the guiding of the word of God and the spirit of God. And I'm probably the only one in this building that's ever made a mistake because you went your direction. You went with your own heart. You went with your feelings. You went with the way you was raised, the way you was taught, the way you was trained. There's only one way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One way. Christ came to give light but not only light, he came to give sight. Jesus is in hot pursuit of the spiritually blind. Hot pursuit, made me think of Roscoe P. Coltrane and Moss Hall. <laughs> Billy liked that, didn't you, Billy? The poor guy went from seeing nothing to seeing his eyes was open at the full, read the story. He went from seeing nothing to seeing nothing but resistance. The religious elite questioning his own family. Ah, we don't, he, he's old enough. Let him say what he wants to say. What's that got to tell us? The religious may throw you out. Your family may disown you because of your beliefs. The people that's closest to you 
There was a bona fide miracle that just occurred. But they did, did they seek to meet the one who caused the miracle? No. They saw nothing but themselves and their religious training. So who, I ask you this question, who was the blind people in this story? John 9 and 34, and they cast him out. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out and when, and when he had found him, he said unto him, doest thou believe on the son of God? Christ was not about to leave this man unprotected and leave him alone. His family denied him. The religious elite denied him. They cast him out. And you can expect the Lord to do the same for you. He'll never leave you. You stand on his promises. Sometimes it's not comfortable, the things I got to say, but he's never left me yet. You can expect him to do the same. Jesus said in John 10 and 28, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Others may disown you. Your family may reject you. The religious may dismiss you, but Jesus will find you every time. He'll find you. You need to hear what I'm gonna say. And I wrote this down. Apart from Christ, we are blind. We are blinded by the God of this world. You either serve God or you'll serve the devil, one of the two. Without Christ, we cannot see our purpose in life. I know my purpose in life. I know it. And I was miserable when I didn't know it. When I got to the place I couldn't run from it any longer, then I had to give in. I know my purpose. Without Christ, we cannot see our future. What's sad is those that are blinded by the God of this world, Satan, they can only see the cemetery. When I look at death, I don't see the cemetery. I see heaven. Without Christ, you can't see your future. Without Christ, you can't see your way through your problems. But he's a problem solver. And he's a way maker. The blind man groped down these sets of steps until he got to the pool. Jesus don't want you and I groping along life, stumbling. He wants to give us sight. Sight. Come hell or high water, me and my house want to serve the Lord. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, bless the Lord. God being good to anybody in the house? God being good to anybody? Huh? I don't know what to do now. Kick a field goal or go for the extra two. I don't know. Huh? I feel a little bit lighter. I'm still not skinny, but I feel a little lighter. Amen. Don't let nobody, don't let nobody train you except the word of God. Huh? Speak for yourself. Learn for yourself. Pray. My Bible says we have not because we ask not. You're confused. You don't know which way to go. I don't want you to leave here today believing what I told you. 
I want you, Jimmy, to look for it yourself. I want you to pray and ask God to give you a revelation. I used to play with my tithe when I first got saved. I'd tithe a little bit and then I'd see a nice car I wanted or a motorcycle and I'd skip it. And it wasn't until God called me to pastor and I could remember saying, God, if, I'm, if you're calling me to do this, I gotta do it right. And that day that I started doing it right in my life, and when we opened the church January 8th of 94, I stood and I told everybody, from this day forward, every offering we take, we will tithe. We were in a garage. I once was blind, but I got a revelation from that. I'm not trying to raise the income of the church, I'm trying to help you, I'm trying to help you. And every dime that this church has ever ever brought in there's been a tithe to go out to help people and that's why he said test me try me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven test him and begin to celebrate life instead of death huh? he's good to us he's good to us every head bowed every eye closed nobody looking around I want to ask you this morning to those that have been touched. But there's areas in your life and maybe that wasn't even mentioned today that you could be honest and say, I've been touched, but I need some sight in this area. Whatever the area may be, something I mentioned or something I didn't mention, you need sight. If that's you, slip your hand up and say, there's a situation in my life I need sight. I need to see. I need to see. I need to see. I need to see. Then as Pastor Kerry begins to sing, would you make your way to the altar and come and say, God, something's been stirred within me and I need you to give me sight. Would you come, please? Don't make me beg you. Come. Step out. Whatever it is in your life, step out. Those are coming this morning. I don't know your hearts today. I don't know if you can see beyond the grave. I don't know if you can see the cross, the crucifixion. I don't know where you're at in your walk with the Lord. But if you're here this morning and the Bible is so plain, you're either for him or you're against him. And I can tell you he's 100% for you. If you've never prayed and humbled yourself and acknowledged that you're a sinner, friend, you are lost. He's not your Lord. Heaven's not your home. You don't have the peace from God. If that's you today, don't leave this building without making it right with your maker. Right where you're at, I'm not gonna come to you for it's one today. You say, Pastor, I'd like to change directions. I like to give my life to Christ. Slip your hand high. Slip your hand high. Would you do that? Slip your hand high. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. 